You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. And it is that day and time once again to be joined by the award-winning David Sampson. Nothing personal with David Sampson. The multi-award winning David Sampson, we should say. He uh, he does that nothing personal with David Sampson thing, 8 a.m. weekdays live. Download it or just watch the damn thing live. All right. You can follow him on Twix, you know, Twitter slash X at David, the letter P. Sampson, David P. Sampson. Top of the morning to you. How'd you enjoy the Super Bowl? I actually loved it. I even loved the first half when people were complaining that uh, they thought the game was a little sloppy. It was bunch of turnovers the ball seemed like it had grease on it but I just love competitive games I love storylines and I'm keeping track during the game for Monday's show about my top five commercials the top five stories of the Super Bowl and takeaways and my sheet was full after you know at halftime and that's that's the sign of a good game and of course the second half was outstanding all right I, I want to get to the overtime with you because I, I was trying to I don't know if there is a baseball equivalent but Shanahan's getting a lot of grief because his players are coming out after the fact going we didn't know what the overtime rules were which is you know it's damn he's not getting fired and, and I don't want but I mean that that's something that if you're an owner you're bringing that guy in and you're going how does your team not know this is there a baseball equivalent is there anything close to that that you can parallel that to I can. So let me just say that the players not knowing the rules of overtime is completely irrelevant to me. They don't need to know the rules of overtime. The coaches need to know the rules and the coaches need to implement the strategies. That's like me getting angry, which I used to, about players not knowing the signs. When we had a player who didn't know the signs, we would just have the first base coach Go up. What do you think they're whispering about when the first base coach is talking to the first to the guy in first? They're not talking about the weather. He's telling him, okay, hit and run. All right, steal. So there are players who just don't know, can't remember the signs. When you send out your captain for the coin toss in overtime, you send him out saying, okay, if we win, here's what we're doing. You say it clearly and carefully, and if you don't think that the guy who you send out can communicate that or remember that, send out two guys or send out a different guy. Now, the players are moronic in my mind for admitting they didn't know it because it makes the coach look bad. Why do that? But I wasn't upset with any of the Niners players. I was upset with Shanahan's decision, and when he doubled down saying, I wanted the third possession, well, that's great, except there was no third possession, and giving any team, but certainly the Kansas City Chiefs, giving them four downs to get 10 yards every time, knowing that punting, it's not even, when you're Andy Reid in overtime in the second possession, punting, there's no punting. You have to get 10 yards, you have four downs to do it. It's just a dangerous game. And what I do think is going forward, nobody will ever do anything but defer if they win the toss in postseason overtime. What's your favorite commercials? I loved the NFL Africa commercial. And I, and I am, I've got, uh, of course, I love Africa when I climbed Kilimanjaro and, and, and went to Tanzania for all that period of time and, and Uganda. It's such an amazing country. And uh, seeing the former giant player and seeing the child believing that he could play and wanting to play NFL, 
that actually got to me. I love the Dove commercial that everyone hated about body positivity and and the number of girls who stopped. Wow, you were you were very you know you you were you were very emotional Sappy, Sunday. You, you, listen, I I play this this robotic character, and it's true in my you, personal life. You That's were touchy feely Sunday. This is I need movies and commercials to make me feel. It's the most pathetic part of my existence. Did you go Some, watch a Hallmark movie at midnight? I mean, this is me. By, hi, I'm David. Have we met? That is me, <laughs> except more like two, the 2 to 4 a.m. shift are the, all those rom-coms and all the crap that's rated 4.7 on IMDb. I'm watching every single one of them because I'm saying, oh, that's what a good relationship is, which, of course, <laughs> is why I'm sitting here the way I'm sitting here. <laughs> how, how, halftime work for you? Eh, you know, I was doing dishes and cleaning up and vacuuming. It's fine. You know, I love it. It's pomp. It's circumstance. And uh, I've been in clubs dancing to some of those songs. I, You know, roller skates, great. I'm not going to go buy a pair of roller skates. You know, Alicia Keys, it's fun to see. And Usher, I love the spectacle is what I would say. All right. Uh, fair enough. Pitchers and catchers report. Bino Cook once said those are the four dirtiest words in the English language. But, okay, is this like a big week for you? Does this bring back memories? Of course. Day one of pitchers and catchers is when I would always take my physical. So I associate the night before day one of not drinking or eating after midnight, going in and standing with the players as we go from station to station, getting your eyes checked, your teeth checked, getting the EKG, getting the guy with the finger if you're of a certain age. Oh, righty then. Oh, exactly. Using Thank the whole you, fist David. We needed that this morning. Good. And he threw a Fletch reference in there right there. For those that didn't catch it, that was rock solid, David. Thank you. And that's okay if you didn't catch it. That's just part of the fun of Nothing Personal and what we do here on Tuesday mornings. You leave the segment saying, wait, what was he saying? Who knows? So I associate it with physicals and then getting on the field. And, and my first speech of the year is to the pitchers and catchers. And then I do another one when the full team reports and I try to make them a little different. And the best part about the first day of spring training is you feel like, wow, we're projected to lose 100 games, but we could win 100 games. You just never know what's going to happen in the baseball season. And then, of course, by the middle of the summer, you're despondent trading all your players away at the deadline. But today is a day when you've got a shot. Is it the same? Because I'm guessing when you started in baseball, there were, you know, jobs that were still earned in spring training. There aren't a whole lot of jobs earned in spring training anymore. So what we, on the periphery, you know, once in a while we would have a position player battle, as we would call it, but we didn't use spring training. Very few teams do. It's one of the great misnomers. Spring training is not really used to evaluate players. The evaluations come during the off season when you're signing minor league free agents, when you're doing your invites to spring training. I just would, no one will remember this name. Abraham Nunez is a name I'll never forget. There's no way. Are you, are you nodding, David? You know that name? Yeah. So he had a spring training, don't know what year. I think he hit like 69 home runs in spring training. And it was some ridiculous number. And we said, wow, this, all right, we, we're going to put him on the team. I don't think he hit maybe two home runs the whole season or we released him or sent him down or something happened. And what we say to the players is, if you're on the roster, 
you're going to be on the 26 at that time, 25 man roster at some point this year. If you're in this room, you're going to help us at some point because of injuries, because of exhaustion, because of lack of performance by the people above you. So just take this seriously. Take the fundamental drills that we're doing seriously. Do the little things, work hard, and you'll be a part of this team. Once in a while, you're doing the, the bench. Who's going to be the last guy on the bench? You're doing roster manipulation with some of the older guys who you know you have to release by March 15th or actually have them as part of your team. So all sorts of things like that are happening. But it's not as though you're going in saying, oh, I wonder who my you know top three starters are. That's the funniest part. Sorry to keep going. The big announcement, this guy's starting opening day. We know that answer before the first workout. We've got the rotation, barring injury, and we line up where and how they're starting. It's all planned. The at-bats are planned, the lineups, the pitching, who's going in what order, absent injury, all of it is decided beforehand. Uh, very quickly, because we want to get to a couple other things. How big of a cash cow is spring training? Because when they talk about altering the baseball schedule, reducing games or fitting in Olympics maybe in 2028, all right, I mean, spring training in theory would have to be altered. Is this a huge cash cow, though? No, not to any team. Not even to the team that makes the most money. I mean, at okay. most, uh, a million at least some some teams lose money at spring training. You know, now with new facilities that are paid for by the public, you can make a bit, but not not anywhere near worth the the injuries that happen in the length of it. It's too long. Okay. Uh, needless to say, your name came up last week when all the news in Vegas about the A's and the mayor going, ah, you know, they should stay in Oakland. And all we thought of was David Sampson going, don't believe everything you hear. They're never going to play in Vegas. So besides the fact that you took a few bows last week, where the hell are the A's going to end up playing? So I, I'm not taking bows yet because I don't know what's happening. I just keep telling people all of these interim announcements are not final announcements. Even what happened in Tampa. Can we talk about Tampa? Stu Sternberg did a whole press conference announcing a deal. I haven't seen any deal yet. Have you? Are there any documents available? Is there a done agreement to do the new ballpark in St. Petersburg that I missed? No, and they were supposed to put a shovel in the ground here like any day now, and we don't have a deal. It's hard to put it. I mean, you can put a, a ceremonial shovel in the ground that doesn't mean the price of the shovel, but you've got, again, to get a building open in March of 28, you have to start no later than March of 25. So there is time, but there's work to be done in both places. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know for sure you can't put a retractable roof building on nine acres at the Tropicana. You can't. And by the way, people are saying, David, you're an idiot. They're tearing the Tropicana down. We saw the video and the piece of paper saying they're tearing it down just for the stadium. No, they were tearing it down because it was old, decrepit, and the, a declined asset. And they're putting up a brand new developed hotel to make more money. What Bally's is doing at the Trop site in Vegas has zero to do with baseball. Baseball's like a zit on the on on Jolly Green Giant, so it has nothing to do with one another. Twenty bucks. You had to bet right now. Where are the A's going to end up? Is it going to be Salt Lake City? Boy, they've got a shot. I would allocate my twenty among Salt Lake City. I'd allocate it among Oakland and Vegas. I'd probably say a third, a third, a third right now. 
but that you can't do 20 divided by three. So I do $6 on Salt Lake City. I do $6 on Oakland and I do $8 on Vegas. Are we sure Oakland still wants the A's? I mean, yes. they're really angry with each other. No, there ain't. Yes, but it's okay. Half the Miami Pete politicians wouldn't talk to me for three years, and then they were there opening day cutting ribbons. So uh, I, I'm not worried about that at all, and nor should you be, because I'm sure you sit around worried all day about Oakland. I'm, I'm very worried about the A's. He's David Sampson. He's also very worried about the A's. Uh, host of the award-winning Nothing Personal with David Sampson, all right, he does it live weekdays at 8 a.m. If you miss it live, well, then download it, and you know where to get it. It's also part of the CBS Sports family. Follow him on Twix, Twitter, slash X, at David, the letter P, Samson, David P. Samson. All the best, my friend. We'll talk next week. Looking forward to it. Have a great day. Bye. David Sampson with the um, very descriptive Fletch reference during the show. Moon River. Miller and Moulton, thanks for listening. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. 21 minutes past the hour. Pat Kerwin to join us coming up 40 minutes from now. Trent Bally and the play of the day coming up in a handful of minutes. I have no idea what the heck he's going to choose from yesterday. It was a really slow sports day. I had to scrape a little bit. I'm not going to lie, but hopefully, hopefully we pass the test. A lot of NBA, some NHL, and very little college hoop. There's full slate NBA games last night. Yeah, but I I don't know how many of them were marquee matchups. I mean, you know, Philly without Embiid, even though they won. I mean, can you get? Were you excited about Philadelphia going into Cleveland with no Embiid? I wasn't, even though they won. No, but uh, you had I, you had the Bucks in Denver, and you had the T yeah. Wolves and the Clips. Yeah, okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I just I wasn't fired up. You know, you only had four hockey games. I mean, I have to admit, if I'm running a league, I'm I'm ganging up the day after the Super Bowl. You got a bunch of people that are, you know, feeling like, well, what's out there? I, I want to give you, you know, Mark. Instead of Fat Tuesday, if I was running a league, I'd want it to be Fat Monday. I wanted people, you know, gorging again on Monday. They still got leftovers from the Super Bowl. I want them to, I don't want them thinking, oh, now I got to begin the shape up. You know, because I know you started for like an hour and a half after the first of the year. And I'm not just talking to you, Mark. I'm talking to everybody. I used to, I know you did. And then the NFL playoffs and the college football playoffs. And so you, you just kept eating. And then you said, oh, I'll start after the Super Bowl. Okay. Well, what do you, what does Burger King and McDonald's and all of them do? Eh, this is when they gang up and they offer you the specials, you know, seven sandwiches for six bucks. Then you go, well, I'll put off the shape up till, you know, for a little while longer. Next thing you know, it's football season again. Next. Trust me. I know how this works. You can justify anything there, can't you? This is my territory here. You're you're on my turf. This we're talking eating year round. Okay, this is how this is how it works. I do think of you whenever I see a fast food slash pizza commercial, <laughs> because <laughs> some of these deals at Pizza Hut look good. I don't eat chain right. food. I know you don't. 
I try not to. I yep, I know. I try to support the local pizza place. I try to yep. support the local restaurants. I've always done that. So I, yep. I I try as best I can to avoid chain restaurants. Yep. But specifically fast food chains and the little pizza guy. I you know I mean, the or the pizza chains the, right. that I just don't do. But I right. see those some of those pizza things, and I've got to be honest, they look all right. Well, uh, listen. I had a very emotional moment uh, late yesterday afternoon. I hope I can share. Uh, so, you know, p- part of the reason that I live in Jacksonville now is this is where my daughter lives and this is where my granddaughter lives. Uh, that's and the we, important part. I mean, the daughter. Well, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I no the, the daughter, the granddaughter is, is, is my wife. Right. Okay, yeah. She's all in on the granddaughter. I, you know, I had to warm up to being a grandpa. Okay, she was all in before she officially became a grandma. I had to warm up to it. What are you, by the way? Grandpa. Grandpa. Okay. Yeah. That that's nothing. That's what, nothing fun. Nothing zesty. No, there's no no pop pop no, gramps. No, there's no there's no gramps. There's no papa. There's no. I'm grandpa. Yeah, okay. All right. Whatever. Whatever you go with. You know. I'll, I mean. You know. I mean. Her name's Oakland. You know. And. I, right, and there's no connection at, at all in the family to the city. None. Okay, you know, daughter and son-in-law chose it because they like the sound of the name. I looked right at him and said, "What was Schenectady not available?" You know, so I have. I'm I have, glad you come with the jokes there because I feel as if I can't. Oh no, no, no! I'm no, very absolutely. fond of your daughter. No. She is a no. lovely young lady. She has done very well for herself so far in her life. She's, you know, obviously going to be a good mom. She's a good person. So I can't take shots at your right. granddaughter's name. I allow you to do all of that yourself. Totally. No, I look right at her and call her Thono Tosassa. Oh, no. I, no, I honestly, I just, you come up with names. I, I just look right at her and call her. Now the problem is she's old enough. She starts remembering them and she spits them back at you. Okay. So it was much more fun the first 12 to 18 months of her life. Now she's two years old. She's too smart. Ah, it's a bummer. You can't, you know, I mean, somebody said a word they weren't supposed to say the other day. She repeated it for the first time. It's like, oh, no. Who was responsible for the word? Uh, It was me. Okay. It was, me. It was not an expletive either. It was, I just said suck. Okay? Yeah. And, and so, but she repeated it. And of course, you know, everybody looked at me like, you are the one that sucks. Okay, right. So, yeah, okay, all right. So, when my daughter says someone said the S word, I start listing all the S words off that I know. Exactly. And say, Which one did right. she say? This one? Dad! Was it that one? So number four or number six? Which was it here? So anyway, very emotional moment because uh, there's three days a week where we pick her up from uh, daycare. And this way we get some time with her. And the parents eventually after work, they come over, they pick her up, they take her home. And so yesterday was one of those days. And so then we have to do food. Well, I mean, we, mm-hmm. and the mom is into healthy, healthy, Wait, healthy, healthy, healthy. She healthy, was healthy, raised healthy, in your healthy. household. I know, but we sent her place. I'm telling you, she's healthy. No, I, I know. I know. Okay. And I know she no, had some. I tried. Listen, I fed her McDonald's and Subway for 15 years. I did all I could. Okay. To break her of this. But, you know, apparently the other forces at work in society, they won. So they're very health conscious. Okay. And so, of course, you know, our house, I mean, even with all the money on the new kitchen, I mean, 
we don't cook and we don't want to. And so yesterday, our two-year-old ate an entire slice of pizza. And I have to admit, I got emotional. Did you tell the parents? Oh, yeah. Did you get in trouble? How much trouble can we get in? Uh, None. You're the grandparents. There are no. Thank you. As as my mother will look at my daughter and say, Maddie, what are the rules at Grammy's house? And Maddie looks right back at Grammy with a big smile and says, there are no rules at Grammy's house. There you go. There you go. There are rules in this show, however, and one of them is that we give you a play of the day. No matter how little sports were going on last night, we find one for you, and that is Trent Bally's job with our Molly Made play of the day. We go north of the border. Usually it's for hockey, but this is for a little basketball. Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. The Spurs are taking on the Raptors. This Victor Wembanyama guy is pretty good, uh, but it has taken a while to translate to some wins for San Antonio. But last night the Spurs were rolling. Wemby's got the block party going, so he ends up on triple-double watch just under seven minutes to play in the game, but not in the traditional sense. Brady Dick, feeling Victor Wembanyama, and hit the ball. The layup, and then Victor gets the 10th block right there. The triple-double and blocks for Victor Wembanyama. Wemby blocks Grady Dick's second-chance effort for block number 10. Finishes with 27 points, 14 boards, 10 blocks. He also had five assists. So talk about stuff in the stat sheet. Spurs win it 122-99, to 99, only their 11th win of the season, but pretty fair performance from the number one overall pick. And there's your play of the day presented by Molly Made. Call Molly Made today, 239-774-5839. That's 239-774-5839. And give your spouse the gift of a clean house. And the Spurs with their 11th win, aren't there still three teams who have fewer wins than the Spurs? I mean, the very bottom of the NBA is horrendous. Yeah, the Wizards are one of those teams. There's another team that I can't think of. I can't seem to place my finger on it. Right, we'll do it for you. It's Detroit and uh, Charlotte, right? Charlotte's got 12 wins. Oh, man. They're on a heater. They've been on a heater. They've won two in a row, David. Unbelievable. After trading P.J. Washington. Yeah, and well, oh, oh. well, how's how's the world even surviving that? I don't know how we didn't fall off our axis. Don't don't know how Mitch Kupchak would resign now. I mean, they're about to be a twenty-one franchise. Miller and Moulton, Pat Kerwin, in a half an hour here on the Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes before the hour, Pat Kerwin. He got back from Vegas. It wasn't easy getting out of there. Game going an hour long. He was on a red eye. Traffic was a mess, but he got out of town and he got back to his home computer and his equipment. And he was able to do his radio show yesterday, and so he'll join us coming up in about twenty minutes. If you're not taking this show in occasionally on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, you're missing out. I'm just saying. I'm not going to get into what we talked about that last break because it's not necessary. But it was an all-timer. It was. It was an all-timer. It was. Sometimes there's stuff that can only be told off air. All right. But 
you know, went grocery shopping yesterday. And you know, if you've listened to Miller Moulton over the years, grocery shopping can be eventful. Right. Can be a full combat contact sport sometimes. I, it, it can be. It can be. There's etiquette. Okay. Well, here you go. We don't have to get into my specifics, but just a question. So you're waiting in line and someone's ahead of you, but then they step out of line to go 15 feet away and grab something. And then they come back in line and they put it. Where, where are we? Uh, this, I mean, if this isn't specific to what you were talking about is at the deli and David, this is all should have been handled very easily. Cause if everybody would have had a damn number, like they're supposed to, we wouldn't have these problems. Well, don't get in, you. Don't get into where See now, now you've entered into my turf, David, and nothing bothers me more that my particular grocery store that I go to sometimes, sometimes it's always busy at the deli. Sometimes the staff goes by the numbers. Sometimes they just look up and, and want you to use your honor and say, who's next? I don't like that. Well, I there's a lot say, going on there. In Florida, I have to admit, I don't know if I've ever been at a deli in which the electric sign behind them had the right number of who it was they were serving. I mean, they're always like 30 off. It's not something that gets updated regularly. And that's on the grocery store, because All if right. we just simply use the numbers, we'd have decency and etiquette at the I know. deli counter. Because like it literally said, now serving number 61. I had number 94 in my hand. There's a very popular Italian market right by where you used to live mm-hmm. in Fort Myers. And they do... You know, they, they've got the whole gamut. It's the meat market. It's the deli. And they've got oh, yeah. the pre, they've got pre-made right. food. They make sandwiches, the whole thing. You walk in and you get a number. If you stand there without a number, you'll be there for three years. Oh, well, that's how it should be. Okay. And that's a full combat place, by the way. I mean, you know when you walk in. Oh, you can get run over by a little Italian grandmother. She'll take you down with her cart and not think twice totally. about it. Gut, absolutely gut you with a pepperoni stick while ordering her, you know, her veal. Absolutely. You've got that right. Yep. So anyway, and I was nice. I let someone in in front of me who she was standing in the wrong line, but she was standing in line when I was approaching the deli. She was standing over by where they make the subs. She didn't want a sub. She wanted some meat. So when she ventured over, I was already there. When they finally got around to waiting on us, because, you know, they, they took care of the people who wanted their sandwiches. Oh, I'm fine with that. I, I can wait for my pound or whatever. I'm, I'm good. I got nowhere to be. I mean, you know, what do I, friends, life? No, I'm good. So I said, no, she was here first. Okay. And so then, you know, a guy pulls up next to me. So it's going to be me. Then it's going to be him. And then uh, I, I went over, though, because I got a, a list of a few things, and one of them was the soup. And the soup's literally 12 feet away. Right. And I go, well, I've been standing here for five minutes. I might as well get the soup. All right. So I go over, grab the soup, come back, put it in the thing. They get done waiting on her, and the lady behind the counter goes, next. And he steps in front of me and starts talking. Whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. come on now. Come on now. And I go, wait, wait a minute. Once again, if we had the numbers, no problem. Well, and I'm the only one with this stupid uh, thing. I'm the only st- one that took a number. Oh, I'd, see, I'd have been waving it. It would have, oh. 
So anyway, so the guy cut in front of me, and and he he wouldn't you know wouldn't budge. And he he literally said, "You got out of line. You lost your spot." Yeah, and I of course said, "You're really that guy." I said, "Seriously?" I go. I saw you. You saw me. I went and got a suit, came back next to me. We were talking to one another. I go, you know, so then, you know, I, I don't want to tell the rest of the story. That's no, it's fine. I, I make me look I, good. But anyway, so that's, that's what happened at the grocery store yesterday. That guy was that guy that if you, cause like, and you let him I, know. Well, yes. I come on now, really, with all that we've got going on in society now, really, really, come on. If you're going to be how how are we going to get through this world if if that's how you're going to act? Come on. Okay, I would, and also it bothered me because I was really being nice because I let the lady right in. your niceness instead of right. instead of it carrying on and more right. nice things happening. Right. Your yeah. niceness was responded with a little bit of an a hole moment by someone else. He said, "You can't leave your cart. Once you leave your cart, you're out of line." <laughs> okay, all right. Maybe I felt like this was an unwritten rule in baseball. Okay, I really did. Kind of like the hockey brawl the other day. Well, Ottawa and Toronto, and the guy, uh, it's going to be an empty net goal. Ottawa's going to win. And the guy, like eight feet from the Maple Leafs net, winds and fires it 90 miles an hour into the net. I mean, who cares? If he fires it 90 miles an hour, he flips it in. Okay. Toronto cares. Well, funny you bring it up because I watched it for about the fourth time yesterday. I was talking to my son, and he said, watch it again and watch. Matthews and Marner and how when the brawl starts, they want nothing to do with it. Right. And why this team always loses in the playoffs. One of their players comes in. If you didn't see it, like David said, the goal was scored. Toronto player runs the out of a player after. Right. The big defenseman for Toronto is really upset. Okay, feels shown up, and so he and, and it was showing him up a little bit. Yeah. It, it, it was okay. it was showing up. I'm stunned something happened in today's game, but right. it was showing up. Toronto, the guy cranks up a slap shot and open net from three feet away. It was showing them up. It was a boss move. Uh, you got to okay. know something's coming. He gets drilled. Cheap shot though. He, oh, you know, it was total cheap cheap shot. Yeah, hits him from behind in the head, and then the guy falls into the boards. Actually, hits his head on like the where the boards and the glass meet, kind of like the top of the dasher. There it was, you know, he's going to get suspended at least six games. By the way, and that at least six. There are meetings today in New York. It's a face to face meeting. When it's a face to face meeting, and it's not done via like paperwork, it's like a minimum six. Yeah. So. They're going to miss him for two weeks, and he's one of their best defensemen. But anyway, and you're right, okay? The Marners and what have you, they wanted nothing to do with it. Tavares got in and mixed it up, though. He has no problem mixing it up. But, you know, and because I'm a Wings fan, watched him play Vancouver. Game was chippy. The, um, the, the Wings' skilled guys were involved in all the chippiness, leading the way. You have to be – and, right. you know – Austin Matthews is six foot two, two hundred and twenty pounds. He can grab a guy and throw him around once. There's three seconds left in the game. You're down by two. The game's over. You're not scoring two goals to win this thing. At some point, stick up for your teammates and participate. That's all. 
so that's what I felt like. I, I felt like, wow, this is this is the end of the Toronto Ottawa game. And you got okay. cheap shotted, and no one was there to help you. Well, I did. I felt, uh, you know, I mean, I felt like I won the verbal battle, though. I mean, I have, to, I don't lose many of those. I don't. I thought I won the the verbal battle. You know. Oh, there's no doubt. Because I removed myself, you know, because the lady behind the counter, she's like, okay, which one of you two yahoos am I going to wait on? And so then I said, oh, no, now you're going to wait on him. But I defined who he now was publicly declared for everyone. Okay, you're going to wait on him. He now has a new name. Right. And you may have gotten a two for unsportsmanlike, but he got the 10. Okay. But then I came over the top. At the end, too, I got a, a a ten. I got I got a match penalty. I'm going to be suspended by the league. The whole deal. I mean, you know, I made sure. Oh no, fine. You're going to get your meat a minute and a half before me. You are going to be told where you rank in society. Okay, while you're waiting to get your meat. Yes. That's I'm, what I'm sure that guy of. had twelve items. Went right to the ten and under too. From there. Uh, I don't know, but I have to admit, I was I was desperately hoping we were going to be in line together at checkout. I was. Okay. Mark, this is one of those hockey situations where we, we fought, and there was a chance, like if I ran into him like in aisle six, that we'd drop the gloves again. I do love it when they fight twice. Oh, absolutely. Those are just great. They don't happen anymore. No, no. It's tough to get them to fight once, but... So, there you have it. There's our Publix incident of the day. Then I had the guy at the checkout doesn't want to, you know, doesn't want to bag up all my. You had a rough grocery day. I did. I really did. Did you get some comfort food on the way home? Was it bad enough that you had to hit a drive-through to make yourself feel better on the way home? I went immediately afterwards and bought the pizzas. Yep. Said, "Well, take care of this." Bought two of them. Bought one for me and one for the rest of the family. I didn't even wait for Fat Tuesday. As far as I'm concerned, every day's Fat Tuesday. As well it should be. 21,000 is the text line. In case you want to chime in on anything that was said by David Sampson or us earlier in the show, Pat Kerwin coming up in 11 minutes' time. Are we going to do a poll question today? If so, here's my nomination. Who makes the Super Bowl first, Kansas City or San Francisco? I mean, think about it. You know, how many teams make the Super Bowl three years in a row? And how long do we think this run? Because it's the Chiefs are young at a lot of places. Kelsey, obviously not. Key spots on the offensive line, they're not. They're young just about everywhere else, except for Chris Jones, who also is an unrestricted free agent. And they've got their own cap issues. And Chris Jones could have very well been the MVP of the Super Bowl with the plays he made. I know in today's world he's not going to be, and I get it, and I'm not even arguing for it. But he made three or four plays. made three plays that stopped touchdowns. Well, certainly at the end there. I mean, Well, now it does help if you don't block him. I, I got to admit. I mean, it's nice when you, you let Chris Jones run free on the biggest third down of the season. You know, that, that helped. I will say uh, Spags and, you know, now they're, they've got all the, you know, the zero coverages and the pressures and what have you. They got them all charted out. No team 
showed the Niners less respect and went after Purdy to the extent that the Chiefs did. I mean, they no team played a man more than the Chiefs did. The, Wink Martindale and the Giants were the closest. If you take a look at the coverages and the pressures and what have you. But, okay, basically Spags said to the Niners, you know, and this is where, you know, this is one of the beefs I have with Romo. He doesn't talk about the defensive side of the ball at all. Okay, he talked about it one time in which he it was a third down in which he said, if you're San Francisco, you have to anticipate a blitz here. And sure enough, they blitzed. Okay, but, you know, Spags blitzed more than any team had blitzed the Niners all year, and no team played the Niners man more than Kansas City did. So, you know, Ayuk, Kittle, you know, Debo, they, they saw man the overwhelming majority of the game. Didn't, and the Chiefs guys beat them more and often than not. what's interesting, David, because we talked about it leading up to the game, that they were soft with the slot where Debo right. was playing. Mm-hmm. San Francisco knew that. They targeted him 11 times. He had three catches. For 33 yards. Yep. Kittle, who we thought could be effective, was hardly targeted at all in the game. So, just, if we were to ask that question, which team gets back to the Super Bowl first? Chiefs or Niners? Niners roads easier. It's the NFC. Most of this team will come back next year. Don't know about the year after, but they'll find a way to bring most of it back next year. Chiefs, tougher road. And can they make three Super Bowls in a row? That's tough to do. So I'm just curious if we pose that as a poll question. I like it. All right. Pat Kerwin. We'll look back at Super Bowl 58, maybe even look ahead with Pat next.